Hello and welcome back to the World According to Me podcast. I am your host who talks the absolute most, Marilyn, Dreaming, or whatever you want to call me. Now today we're veering off our usual social issue stance and we're going to take it back a little bit and talk about the death of real music. Yes, I said the death of real music. Because honestly, that's a social issue within itself. And it's upsetting me, my homegirls. So we definitely have to talk about this. So if you're ready, because baby, I am so ready to talk about this, then get in, loser, because we have a funeral to attend. Okay, so we all know this is the part where I give a warning before I talk about the actual subject at hand. So let's get that started. I only have two warnings. Number one is that I am simply going off of my own opinions no one is literally putting me in a chokehold to tell me what to say hell no one even asked for this podcast let alone this episode so that being said these are my own opinions and no one else's okay number two your girl if you haven't set if you honestly if you haven't noticed already which is really kind of hard not to notice your girl has a speech impediment Yes, I have a speech impediment and I have a podcast. Make it make sense? Because I don't. <laughs> and that being said, I tend to stutter and mumbo jumbo my words. So I have to slowly speak sometimes and take really awkward pauses sometimes so I can make sure that I'm enunciating and therefore being very articulate and expressing my opinions properly. So that way you guys can understand, you know? So if we understand these warnings and we're ready. Let's for real, for real get to this topic. I have three points per usual, but only really one question among those points. And these points are, but not limited to, the girls and guys aren't singing and begging anymore. The replacements won't let legends or vets and or slash vets retire. And finally, the question, does music really have any sentimental value anymore? let's go with the first one let's just start you know you know how to do starting to order the girls and guys aren't singing and begging anymore and that is a major that's what i knew the music was on his deathbed ah real not even just music real music was on his deathbed because the girls and guys stopped begging and they definitely stopped singing now now bear with me stay with me stay with me relax stay with me now i'm not trying to you know not gonna name name oh no i will probably um when i say this i mean when you look back at the greats and i and i know everyone wants to stop comparing contrast and da, da, da. i i really understand that sentiment but at the same time i i just do not care about that sentiment because i feel like it's still not valid to to try to say that oh we can't compare it then to now but we very much can because it's literally life is a full of comparisons especially if it's a healthy comparison because we know that those times were different. Those times were absolutely different. Like you actually had to go through PR stunts and not even PR stunts, but PR training. And you had all these trainings, media training, just to be able to even, you know, be presented first. But even before you even get to that point, you had to have actual talent. You had to have actual talent. You had to have actual talent. You couldn't just be pretty or handsome. That was an added fact. That was great if you were, but it didn't mean you wouldn't get to go into Motown and just automatically have a record deal. Okay? 
Like, let's just be real. Like, even one of our, even most of the legends from the Motown, they almost didn't get into Motown. So it wasn't like, like, and they were talented. They are talented. So let's like think, think even think about that blows my mind. I digress though. So I understand that it was a little bit harder to get into the music industry back in the day. Totally get it. But it does not negate the fact that those people still had talent to do it. And then when they did publish music and produce music, it had to it had to have so many steps to even get to that point, mainly because of resources, but also because of the fact that they weren't just going to put out just anything because they wanted to make money from it and they wanted to make sure it actually sold and they can, this person had to be marketable and their songs had to be marketable. Yet think about who are they selling this to? Who are they singing to? Who are we really looking for in the audience to enjoy this actual, this album, this song, this, this single? They asked real questions amongst themselves before they even went out into promoting and doing anything else. But unfortunately, that's not happening these days. So, what is, what is what is happening? That's a good question. What is happening? Uh, and I'm not really into the music industry, so I don't really know the ins and outs of it. But I just know that whatever is happening now was definitely not going to fly back then. Say that that much. Because it wouldn't fly. It it would not fly as much as it does today back in those days they don't they didn't have that stuff which brings me back into not back into but brings me forward with the next point which is the replacements won't let legends and or veterans retire and i'm not saying that as a literal sentence like as a literal statement that they won't literally let them do it i'm saying it as the the veteran i feel personally my heart's apart that some of these vets, besides the financial compensation they will receive or even doing such things, I feel like a lot of them still have that passion for music. And because they still have this passion for music and they see where the music industry is going, they still want to create they want to create nostalgia to remind people what real music sounds like. What real music feels like, you know? There's no um, there's no a lot there's not a lot of beat beat bops going on it's just real deal music and they can't retire because if they retire then real music dies and I feel like a lot of this you know veterans of the music industry they either just really love playing um really love creating music or they really need the money or they really want to hold on to the nostalgia of what real music feels and sounds like now I'm not saying there's not again. They're not saying there's no artists out there that aren't on the ground, aren't on on the ground hitting it, running, and just pumping out good, great music. But like I said in the beginning, there's a lot of artists, a lot more artists being you know highlighted at least that are that aren't singing and begging anymore. The girls and the guys are not at church getting their. I think it was I watched a little documentary on the on YouTube about how the recipe for basic successful singers and one of them was I think it was doing their 600 hours and that 600 hours is literally starting from baby on up essentially where singers are yeah singers primarily are they're, they're singing in church they're singing at school they're singing at home they're constantly getting these hours to practice and 
improve their vocal abilities and hone in those skills to make them successful singers and artists. But that's not happening anymore. That's literally not happening anymore. As I've said, they're they're literally not going through PR training, media training. They're not getting the the right resources to make them a great artist. Instead, they're promoting them and pushing them. And then we have people like Mariah Scientist, who sometimes she can sing, sometimes she can't. Sometimes she can get that note, sometimes she really can't get that note. And then we have to excuse them as fans because, you know, everybody wants to be nice. And there's nothing wrong with being nice. But we have to excuse them as fans to say, you know what? She's just new. She's still learning. No, because why are you being presented to us while you're still learning and new? Why couldn't you wait till you hone in on those skills and create all these different concerts and go on tour when you are absolutely ready? Not when you're kind of really not really ready. Go do some talent shows, some small talent shows. Get ready and then come back to us. Because why are you, because why is that a thing? Because why are people paying $200, $150, $35, $85 for a ticket to a concert for a person who cannot hold a note? Or sometimes they get so nervous they can't hold a note. Why are you being presented to us when you're not ready? And why are people so comfortable excusing them not being ready? You pay money to see them and they're not ready. And I understand mental health and considering these people are humans. They are absolutely humans. And because they're humans, I understand that if you're not ready, you need time to get ready. So I'd rather you as a fan hone in your skills, perfect as much as you can, and then come charge me all this money to come buy your albums or your singles or see you in concert but don't half don't half do it to where you have to sit there and be like guys that wasn't fair I just had a bad day that, that, there's no excuse for why you are this, per, this, this, this figure in music and you can't sing nor can you perform and it's a shame by these record for these record companies to even produce such artistry like that. Like it, it's a joke. And I'm not nagging anybody because obviously it takes a lot of uh, grit to even do it, knowing that you're not ready. And and but I'm not gonna commend you for that because it's just like going to it's just like having a school project. It's just like having a school project. If you know your project is not complete, why would you turn it in? I know we want to say the whole I'd rather get this grade than the F. But if you're gonna get the F anyways, why not you do it the right way? Why not make sure it's good before you turn it in? I'm just saying. Just a food for thought, because I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. I'm not in the music industry, I'm not an artist. I, so I understand nobody wants to hear that, but that's just the truth. Like, no one should be excusing an artist who gets buku money, <laughs> for lack of a better word, to sit up in front of you and play in your faces. And this is why the replacements won't let the legends slash the veterans retire. They can't retire because of people like that. These artists, quote unquote, that go out there and make a mock of what music is, what music should be, what music sounds like, what it feels like. Like, I understand 
that for like I said in this instance, Mariah Scientist has she's she's a great songwriter and she's beautiful and she's absolutely marketable in that in that sense. But it's not fair to any of the artists who work their butt off who work their butts off to perfect and hone in their skills for her to steal opportunity she's not stealing them, but for her to get opportunities that they cannot get because of whatever reason it's messed up is it not like am i the only one that feels this way now this leads me into my next point in my actual question does music no longer hold sentimental value because that's the only thing i can think of a reason why stuff like this happens in the industry so there is no other sound reason a legitimate reason why these artists are being pushed to us and they're not ready there's no other reason other than the fact that music is no longer valuable the way you make music the way it's produced and the way it's pushed out is no longer valuable we live in a world of hot pocket artists they put them in the microwave and pop them out and be like, all right, go do your thing. And they're pushed into the mainstream immediately. Artists that are not ready. Artists that aren't hungry. Artists that refuse to hone in their skills before being put out. Artists that are, you know, are just like, you know what, I let the label do what they want to do and I'm just do and I'm just do what they want me to do. Because it means I'm making money. Artists that cuss out their fans, artists that can't even when they come to perform live sound nothing like the soundtrack, and if they do sound like the soundtrack, it's not even worth seeing them live. They should just stay in the booth. And so my answer to that question, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about it. That's why I'm pausing. My answer to that question is I still have hope that it does because again there's underground artists out there there's it's not like this it's everybody in the music industry doing this it's definitely definitely a good amount of underground artists that you actually have to search for to actually re to compensate for all the other pop tar pop tar artists out there for every pop tar artist there's at least two underground artists that are way better and I'm not saying, well, I did say that. I'm not trying to say that they're better than anybody else, but they're way more, they, they still have that, that, that nuance of, hey, I care about music. I put my heart and soul into this music and I'm prepared to sing to you live, sing to you in the, in the bathroom, wherever you want me to sing, because I want to share my music with you guys. So for every one Pop-Tart, there's a, two undergrounds, <laughs> okay? And... So, again, I answer the question. Yes, music it still holds sentimental value. We just have to find those artists that uh, matches and share those same sentiments with us. And I found plenty of artists like Luke James. I listen to Ashlyn. I listen to Solange. I listen to different artists who I know and I feel touch my soul. And if not, I just listen to the classics. <laughs> um, but... I wish it wasn't like this, honestly, and it breaks my heart. But this is the world. 
and there's not much we can do to change but I mean we could boycott but does that really work though in this industry in this social climate it could work it could totally work but we live in a world where people are sensitive to other people's sensitivity and not in the not in a good way y'all not, not not at all and when I say that I mean people get mad at you for being sensitive about something so they attack you for being sensitive because they are sensitive to your sensitivity I hope that makes sense and if it doesn't two plus two is four <laughs> so with that being said I honestly don't I don't think that music is dead. And I don't think we, I don't even think, I don't even believe that we attended a funeral today. I think we attended a convention. Honestly, I feel like we're in the hospital and ICU and music's on the bed. And we're just waiting for music to get out of this coma. And I mean, when I say music, I mean real music to get out of its coma and burst and show us that we are on a winning team. <laughs> because otherwise we might actually attend the funeral next time and i honestly don't look forward to that day not at all not at all so i'll leave you guys with this a melody paints the picture but a song takes you on an adventure be with do with that what you will no but until then until next time thank you for joining me on this episode and thank you especially if you're actually listening and made it this far And until next time, have a great day, guys.